In this episode of The Full Nerd, GTX 1660 Ti and Creative Super XFi. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 82. I'm your host, Gordon Mong, with co-host Brad Charkas. We're in my Bucks jersey today because the Saints didn't just go down. They went down very painfully. What does it have to do with the Buccaneers? Who They're won? the same division, man. They're the same division. I hate, <laughs> can't can't get on the Saints track, uh, bandwagon. Oh, I see. Well, I don't know. That call. That was oh, yeah, call. that was garbage. That, that was a bad call. There were a lot of bad calls <laughs> in, in both games. It was, it was horrible. I mean, it's it was football for you, right? But, you know, at least they can review them. Some, I don't understand why they just can't review every single call. Because I, what, it take too long, dude. They already take three and a half hours to watch a game. <laughs> yeah, to play an hour <laughs> at this game. Point, at this point, it's just the calls are so. I mean, NBA, the calls are like what? I, mean, I just called it just a and like only in the NBA in a professional sport can you have. Well, we'll call a call later to make up for that call. What? What the hell? <laughs> kind of rules are that <laughs> I, and of course adam patrick murray is controlling the vertical and horizontal you know we got a couple people in the chat like peter saying uh that might have been the first time you ever did one take uh, yeah i the, think the, so the, the it might have take, actually right? been the first take yeah. there's nothing i mean there's really uh, two things and, i can't and, and peter says uh, it's not even christmas and it was a christmas miracle i it is so yeah i i it's amazing <laughs> i think it's only because there's two topics right two topics. yes yes and honestly, I'm confused by the first topic already. I'm, I'm, which is all right. GeForce GTX 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 not RTX it's TI. <laughs> rumors, hot, hot and heavy rumors of a brand new GeForce card. Fill us in, Brad. Help. So basically, rumors have been popping up the past few weeks, including one this very morning that. Uh, it popped up on the ashes of the Singularity benchmark of uh, GTX, not RTX, 1660, not 1160 Ti. So it's a GTX 1660 Ti built using the same Turing cores as the other RTX things, but uh, without all with all the RTX dedicated hardware stripped out. So no tensor cores, no real-time ray tracing cores or RT cores. Uh and it has a few it has several hundred fewer gpu cores than uh shader cores than the rtx 2060 so it's looking like a non-ray tracing capable mid-range card that's slightly slower in traditional games than the rtx 2060 if the rumors are correct um early rumors have it with the same amount of texture units and ROPs as the RTX 2060. It's looking like it'll probably still have 6 gigabytes of RAM, although it's up in the air, whether it be GDR5X or GDDR6. So, yeah, it looks like uh, even though we were surprised that the RTX 2060 came out priced like a GTX 1070, it's not really a mid-range car anymore. It looks like NVIDIA might be preparing a mid-range GTX 1060 replacement with... No ray tracing. Uh, and Flash Photo is asking no DLSS either. Is that, is that only on RTX? Yes, that's only on RTX because that DLSS specifically taps into, they're called tensor cores. 
uh, machine learning cores, mm. uh, and that's tensor cores and RT cores are what make RTX. Ah, uh, got it, got it, got it. So this I, sounds like. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you you think I would have known this by now from all the times uh, <laughs> that he's talked about it on stage? Yeah, you think I don't. So. I don't. Well, that's why. Jensen needs to talk to you about it some more. That's why you say <laughs> on message all the time so people eventually catch on what your message is. Does it sound like these are salvaged RTX cores? I mean, because <clears throat> a lot of people thought there was going to be <clears throat> where the 2060 no. was salvaged. I, do not, I don't believe it's salvaged whatsoever because uh, you wouldn't really salvage them uh because the rumor is that this doesn't have any RTX hardware whatsoever, right. which make it much more affordable. So I would doubt that they would salvage them. The RTX cards, I'm assuming, are already salvaged Quadro cards. So I would assume this would be a whole new die. The early rumors say that it's a whole new die. So wow. whole new GPU. So yeah, TU116 for the rumored 1660 Ti, as opposed to TU106 for the 2060. Hmm. This seems so odd to even introduce a mid-range part why not just keep rolling with uh 1060 out there because then they come out with a 1060 gddr6 card or something crazy like that or is that just uh, a rumor they have too? not they came out with like a a very oddly configured version of both 1060 and 1050 they were pumping out all kinds of weird ones that were worse than the originals recently uh i think it makes a lot of sense actually because the rtx 2060 you know starts at 350 and that's not really a mid-range price. Like today, we we did a post about a deal because it was so good. Um, you could pick up an eight gigabyte uh, Radeon RX five eighty for one hundred and sixty bucks. And I mean, the GTX ten sixty these days just can't compete with the pricing of the Radeon cards. They have nothing new right now because the RTX twenty sixty is a whole different market, in my opinion. Uh, and during a Q&A with VentureBeat the couple weeks ago, it might be. I forget. You know, it's the holiday season CES recently. Uh, Jensen actually told reporters that uh, they're looking their the final inventory for Pascal cards, like the GTX 1060, 1070, 1080, are finally starting to run out. Oh, so right. they're going to need new cards to fill all those price points. Huh. Interesting. I just, I just sort of assumed that we were just on the on the promised land to seven nanometer, but that that even if we get there for both of them anytime mm-hmm. soon, those those cards are not going to be cheap or plentiful. I imagine. No, they'd come to the high end first. I'm not surprised they launched the high end cards, including the TI first this time, because I would expect this, I would expect this generation to last much longer than the last generation. But they still need to make these cards in the meantime. The thing that I find interesting is that not only does the rumored specs for the 1660 Ti, not only does it not have ray tracing, it has about 400 fewer shader cores than the RTX 2060. So it's going to be, you know, probably a a significant bit behind the RTX 2060. So 2060 versus 1660 Ti won't just be, do you want ray tracing or not? The 2060, if this all proves true, will actually have better performance in actual games or traditional games classic games over <laughs> over a 2060 or over, over a 1060 you mean it'll have a 2060. 2060 will be the fastest right the 1660 step down uh step down by 400 about 400, about 400 380 yeah and then uh the 1060 is about 300 cuda cords under the 1660 
Well, uh, what do you Falls think? The middle. What do you, what do we think that the price would come out at? Do you think there would still be a bump uh, from when the ten sixty or whatever uh, released? I think it would depend on whether or not they use GDDR six. Because if they use GDDR six memory, that stuff's very expensive. Uh, I would expect that to be two sixty to three hundred, like the ten sixty came out at. If that's the if that's the case, if it's GDDR five, I wouldn't be surprised if they push it down a little bit lower to try to compete against the RX five ninety and whatnot. So like a two hundred dollar card, then it sounds like almost if at with five X or five. Yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of variables, but two hundred to three hundred is obviously where it will fall. Wow. So <laughs> it could have an all, awesome amount of performance for mm-hmm. the money. Mm-hmm. Is it enough to? Well, we don't know because we don't know how to perform. Of course, we don't even know if it's real yet. Of course, <laughs> no idea. There's an awful lot of smoke on this one, though. There's a lot of rumors from places that are traditionally pretty accurate with their rumors. You know, it's starting to pop up in leaked uh, data, uh, benchmark databases and stuff. So, you know, what I need to get is a tool where I can just spoof hardware. I, I can just spoof the hardware tools. You can just, you know, because the games will go in and they will, you know, they'll ask the card what their specs are. They don't actually go and check. They just ask the card. I just make up stuff randomly and just start populating all these different popular databases. And then and then write about it yourself. Then like, oh, look, I found this. Yeah, uh, that's the reason we don't cover those leaks so much, because they are actually they can be faked and it's not super hard. But there's enough of them paired with enough reports from sites that are traditionally pretty accurate uh, with their claims about upcoming GPU stuff that, you know, it's worth paying attention to. But, I mean, you know, looking at, because everybody was absolutely sure the 1160 was coming out at CES 2, but that yep. never showed up. Nope, it wound up being the RTX 2060. The 1160, I believe it was called, in Adored TV's video is what originally launched it. It's looking like the specs actually line up really well with the 1660 Ti, so... Right. Isn't that an interesting tidbit? So, I mean, but it's just every bit is possible that this thing won't come out either, right? And it's just, who knows? That's the issue with, with leaks and getting getting your hopes up. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, I wouldn't necessarily... the. Th- I wouldn't say Adore TV got it wrong necessarily. I think he got the gist of it right with this. It's just the timing of it in the product name, which is all yeah. marketing details that can always get changed at the last second. So, yeah. I mean, for all we know, they changed it. It was like, we don't want him to be right. We're going to change it to 1660. <laughs> Even the name is kind of wacky to me. I mean, I guess they said. It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. Well, but. How maybe is it not 1160? Because it's, um, it's, it's, it's uh, 500 better than 1160, Brad. I mean, I don't know if that. I don't know if people actually react. Because at the very high end. People who buy these parts tend to be, you know, they hyper, <laughs> they do their hyper research on, you know, every single spec and detail of people who buy 2080 TIs or high-end video cards. You get down to like 200, sub 200 of cards, and it's a lot more mainstream, and they, they react a lot more to to model numbers. That's why there's been a lot of tension with Max-Q and laptops, because at the high-end, 2080 20 or 1080 uh, max q is easy to explain because people who bought a max q laptop knew what they were looking at you get down to a thousand dollar laptop and max q was a concept that the average consumer just you know flew right over their head no idea about yep yeah it just that's at least that was a rationale i heard for why they they tried to get away from the max q because regular 
person would just be like, huh? It sounds worse. <laughs> uh, I got a couple questions. First one from the chat. Um, Gutter is asking, uh, why not just call it GTX 2060 and enable DLSS? Obviously, we answered that DLSS question. Uh, but what, yep. yeah, what, what, what if they what if they still kept the same number, but you had a GTX and RTX? Do you think that would be super confusing, or more, think- more or less than 1660? <laughs> Uh, I think it would be too confusing in general for what Gordon was just talking about. This is a mainstream product. If you had RTX 2060 and GTX 2060, it'd be way too much having to explain when you're in Best Buy or whatever. Okay. Uh, And then follow-up question from me. Uh, So obviously these mainstream cards are the ones that get sold the most, right? Uh, Yeah. But, you know, NVIDIA is really trying to push this ray tracing future forward. I mean, it almost seems like they're trying to play both games, like to, you know, say, hey, you know, we still have the the mainstream card without RTX, but also we need to invest in the future because RTX is where it's at. I mean, this still could split the developer base because if the developers want to just target the mainstream, they're, they're just going to do that, right? Yeah, yes, but that's already true because AMD's in the consoles, AMD has market share in the PC space, you know, the vast majority of GPUs you see in the Steam hardware survey are not RTX ones, they're older ones, RTX is pretty new. Mm-hmm. Um, all that hardware is very expensive, uh, and you gotta start somewhere, is what I would say to that, and I think it makes sense for them to roll it out where they can, as they have. I think it also makes sense... For a main, once you start getting down to 350 and below, once you start targeting mainstream, I think it also makes sense to strip it out. One, just to make the product cheaper and more competitive. Two, because once you go through cutting so many RT cores and tensor cores out, you're just going to get an awful experience if you try to stuff it in there. Hmm. So I think RTX 2060 is a pretty good compromise. And I like the idea of stripping out the stuff and making the mainstream ones more affordable for now hmm. does that answer your question does that make yeah. sense no, no, no I, I think it makes I felt sense kind of rambly there no, no <laughs> it's fine uh yeah another side note uh, sorry the somebody would mention this in the chat earlier i don't remember your name um was saying you know how come these other places get leaks but pc world never does pc world and most you know a lot of bigger publications that you read we hear and know a lot more things than we publish. So that's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we can. I mean, people ask questions. We know things and we can tell you some things that we hear that we think are, you know, kind of fun just to discuss, but we're not going to go out and necessarily pursue the, the leak stories. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not what you can prove when you're a journalist. It's what you can verify. So it's not what you can what you think or what you've heard it's what you can verify so we don't we don't deal in rumors too too much because of that okay just question uh and blue kids asking uh, have you played the quake 2 ray tracing mod using 100 percent path tracing oh have you seen I have that not yet i really want to <laughs> that looks yeah pretty... gordon did you hear about that <laughs> no i'm gonna go look it up right now <laughs> yeah uh, somebody uh modded quake 2 uh with ray tracing uh and you know you'd be surprised for such an old game. <laughs> that looks pretty damn nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't played that. That's wow. on my to-do list. I've been busy with CES and etc. It does look pretty good. I, I wonder what the what the fir- God that brings back some memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and because it's Quake too, I mean the overhead isn't like a ton, so it, it performs really smooth, or at least you know for a mod. Uh, <laughs> 
That is pretty cool. The entire game is wow. That's impressive. Is it is it sixty frames a second? No, it's got to be higher than that. Yeah, I think it was running higher than that. But it's fully ray traced. It's not a hybrid. So no. Uh -uh. Wow. Uh, anyway, that was a side note. Yeah. Now I'm sidetracked watching this. It looks <laughs> really weird, though. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the it's weird. weird. But so that uh, was actually the Quake games were actually before RTX and DirectX ray tracing came out. Uh, I forget. However, many years back, someone actually made one of the Quake games in real time ray tracing, and that's what you could use to visualize what is real time ray tracing. And it was an older version, so you could see all the grayness on the screen. And it was a good thing to watch to really huh. get a feel for what's going on. That's cool. Um. So, uh, let me see who it was. Uh, man, I, I, I'm sorry, I can't find it. Uh, oh, there we go, Gutter. Uh, what, what if they rebrand uh, the 1660 to a, a, a GTX 2050? Uh, so that, the, you know, it's still in the same numbering, but it doesn't have the RTX. <laughs> see, that would make a lot of sense to me. But right. Two I meaning Turing, one. right? Two two is Turing, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know, right? I mean, this is all <laughs> hard, man. Product names. Oh. Like to me, it would make sense to have one product line with one series of numbers, and above this line it's RTX, below this line is GTX. But if this winds up being true, then they've obviously chosen something different. What what's the sort of predicted performance of this car? I mean, the rumors say it's. About twenty percent faster than the ten sixty. Ten sixty eight gig, so which which no six gig, oh. which uh, makes oh. sense because, like I said, the GPU cores, the CUDA cores that they have, falls a little bit less than like it's like forty percent of the difference between the ten sixty and twenty sixty. So it makes sense that it would it would be about you know twenty twenty five percent. Huh. So if it were, if the rumors are true, again, who knows whether it's going to materialize, where is a good price? I mean, how do you think it's going to do? It's a 250 card then maybe, possibly? I mean, if we're at 350 for 2060. That's where I would expect it. 250. I expect it 250 or maybe 260 to match the 1060. The 1060 launched at 260. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the 1660 Ti does as well. However, if it gets loaded up with GDDR6, I also wouldn't be surprised if it's even more expensive than that. So, God, I just it wouldn't make any sense for it to be uh, to introduce a three hundred dollar two seventy five. Do you think two seventy five would fly? Do you think they'd name do one in the flat? No, with a five like that. I well, think their price it's a price sensitive card. I think it's going to be GDDR five five X and also what what's the what's the Radeon competition at that point? Five ninety is two hundred. Yeah, the 590 just came out theoretically at 290, but you can buy it for 260 everywhere at this point. Mm. Yeah, but most people are just buying the 580, right? I mean, the 590 is just. It depends what you're looking for. With the sales that's going on these days, if I was shopping, I'd probably be shopping for a 580. Right. Hmm. Interesting. That low end is is getting really messy. Really, oh man, really it's... messy. It's been messy with all the different <laughs> configurations that they're launching, memory configurations. Now it has, this one has six gigabytes. This one has three gigabytes. This one has GDDR4. This one has five. This one has 5X. And it's all under the same product names for all these. And it's just, it's going to be a headache. Well, plus everybody's <laughs> awash in five series, in 580s, because of the, the mining is all over. So it's just crazy. What, yep. I, I really wish we'd get away from the, you know, feast or famine thing. 
I mean, the mm-hmm. famine, the famine was horrible, but now it feels like this is just insane that, you know, <laughs> what, $160 RX 580 card with probably a couple games or something like that. It's just nuts. It's just nuts. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, <clears throat> all the RTX stuff launched so far. And in my opinion, the Radeon seven as well are priced kind of like it's still the middle of the mining craze. Like, I believe the AMD and NVIDIA are still pushing prices upwards like we're still in the mining craze. So yeah. it's nuts with the RX 580 because there's so many of those chips out there. But the new cards, it's like that's how expensive they are, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't. But it doesn't make any sense then, really. I mean, for Radeon 7, of course, we'll have to see how it performs. But 700 bucks, yeah, I guess you feel better for a lot, like $500, right? But it's yeah. 7 nanometer. It's not going to be cheap. There's a lot of things that would contribute to it not being cheap so yep yep what about the the, the 1050 i mean where are we where are we at is it even worse at a hundred dollars i've just not paid attention to the low end is it even like i haven't checked in the past month or so for the for the 1050 class cards but uh don't buy nvidia if you're looking for a hundred to a 250 300 card it's because right. even if you can find uh, a solidly priced GTX 1050 Ti, let's say, it's still so much slower than the Radeon RX 550. And we saw a Radeon RX 570s with two free games, two free AAA games that are coming out, like The Division or Resident Evil 2, for as cheap as 130 bucks over the past month. <laughs> so go find. If you're looking to upgrade, <laughs> now is a pretty decent time to upgrade. The RX 570 is a great card, and you can find it that cheap for free games. I'd pay the extra 30 bucks and get the 580. You wouldn't need it, I, I guess. would, too. Although, that deal that I mentioned earlier is, like, ridiculously good. Like, we've been seeing RX 580s for, you know, 180, 190 bucks, 165 with two free games and just 8 gigabytes. Like, that's a ridiculously good deal. That is just crazy good. Uh, last question on this rumor before we move on. Uh, can it run Crisis? You can run Crisis on integrated, Intel Integrated Graphics. <laughs> Actually, here's run it. Ray Chase Crisis. No, it can't. There's no RTX course. Brad will clear this up. Is it TI or TI? If you ask NVIDIA, it's TI. If you ask everybody else, it's TI. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I still call it TI. Because it's titanium, they, right? Yeah. It's crazy because you go to an NVIDIA briefing or whatever, and they're all up there talking about, you know, GTX 1660 tie, and it makes my mind trip every time yeah, that I sure hear it. Does. It's TI. Yeah. It's TI. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I did, wow, you learn something every day. I didn't realize it stood for titanium. I, that's funny. <laughs> that's, yeah. You know, of course, the wackiness of the PC industry is if you look at like power supply ratings, somehow mm-hmm. titanium is. Oh, yeah. The, well, the highest. Even just in general, for some reason, titanium is somehow valuable, whereas platinum should definitely be higher on that than uh, <laughs> So there's uranium, there's plutonium, there's other things you could use that would cost more plutonium. per ounce. Well, you're talking power supplies. Jail. Platinum's been around forever. They're like, we want a new one. What do they get? They might as well name it titanium. <laughs> How is that, though? I just, I just doesn't like, oh, well, you want a pound of titanium or a pound of platinum? Well, I think <laughs> I'll take the pound of, of platinum there. So. so. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get into this review, Gordon. Yeah, so uh, Creative Super X-Fi had a hard time not calling it uh, Sound Blaster. I've, I've got one right not. here. Oh, you do? Oh, good. Yeah. I, you grab yours. Yeah, you can 
It's a, it's a little like a gum stick. Like I could just uh, it's so we, in my mouth. I'm not going to. We've talked about that for a long well, time. I grabbed my 1660 Ti. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Man, spoilers <laughs> leak. Uh, yeah, we, we've. I mean, we've talked about. It. We've had friend of the show on uh, Ryan from Creative. Uh, he was in our little behind the scenes for CS as well. You should watch that on YouTube. Yeah, uh, but. Yeah, you know, I mean, we've talked about how it works and, and, and whether it's cool or not. Our, our review is up on the website. You can go read it. <clears throat> Gordon uh, wrote most of it. I only added mostly to the, the gaming section and a couple things here and there. But, I mean, for me, I'll say this high-level takeaway. I, 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 can't play, I can't play games without it anymore. Like, really? Yeah. I, I just, Did you use, uh, use the sound card? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I have a sound card at home, but then I also have uh, some Astro A fifty ones. I have, you know, like I mean, I I have way too many headphones. (laughs) So I mean, I've tried a lot of different things, you know. And Hayden comes in here with you know, like the Razer Nari Ultimates and things like that. So you know, I'm I'm always checking things out. But like the the spatialization for this and the positional or same thing uh but then also just just the comfort just the ease of use like i i just can't i can't play without it and like i i can take it on the go you know it's not an internal sound card i I get to play it uh anywhere i want so you know if if anyone has any questions uh in the chat you know let's open it up there if you have any questions if you think you know you still don't get it we can try to you know maybe try to explain it again but really i mean for me for gaming the takeaway is i I, this is this is the the gaming you know card to get if you're if you're just gaming obviously it's not good for like studio production because you need you know external monitor out and and stuff like that but like i i I play this on my ps4 i play this on my switch uh you know uh i play this on my pc plug it into your phone which you've mostly been doing the phone stuff right so yeah i did a lot of phone stuff and i sort of my take on the super x5 was i i wanted to just try with a bunch of crappy audio i think a lot of audio files that are into their, you know, high sample rate, you know, lossless audio is, uh, it's not really probably the, the, what they're aiming at with the super X Uh, they do the spatialization, which is, you know, they're, they're able to create this, you know, 3d space for you. I think it really shines the best with just lousy audio. Interestingly. So like YouTube. So I did a lot of YouTube, but I, I did a lot of MP3s. I did you know, lossless and flax as well, you know, just, but I really, really wanted to lean into all the just, I hate using that word, but I really wanted to just use the thing that people are going to listen to on their phone, which is just crappy audio. And it really just makes most of it shine. You know, and I will say this about the this, this Super X5, if you don't know what it is, is USB dongle, does audio, does spatialization, actually uses your, takes your head, and, your head shape and ear size into account for how it creates the algorithms. I think it, it it is also polarizing because there are some people who are like, yeah, this doesn't work for me. It's got too much reverb. And that's always been sort of that, you know, that's always been that dig against creative is you're just, you know, reverb marked up 10 different ways. But I think it, they have just the right amount in most of the content I tried where like you just you're you're really just like, wow, this is really nice. Yeah, you know, and especially the spatialization that that extra other plenty of other people have done it, including creative. That extra little part is being able to tune it for 
how your face work or how your head and your ears work because a lot of it's just physics uh and then also the headphones too i mean we tried a bunch of different headphones uh on it you know to varying degrees but uh somebody's asking um about uh crap uh they're asking about crap no i'm sorry the um you know how does this compare to like you know old uh, you know, spatialization in, in older cards and other programs and things like that. And that, that is the difference is that this, this tries to take more things into account. Uh, so it should be more accurate. And in, in my case, I mean, it has been, uh, so yeah, yeah. that's, yeah. that's a big difference for sure. Yeah. And so a lot of the, lo- the listening I, I did was again with like YouTube videos and I thought the, the, the 3d space was pretty amazing. You, it really did. I was listening to just weird things like the sounds of a Huey do, doing flybys or, or Corsair cranking his engine up. And it just sounded just like fantastic with the Super X-Fi. And I don't, you know, I, you know, I, I've, I've had plenty of sound cards over the years and I don't, I don't remember it ever sounding as good as this. And I did do some comparisons with my, um, uh, sound blaster at home that I run into my machine, but it definitely, it's just sort of like it's just the right amount of everything it feels like that it works and the coolest thing is i brought it to work and i've been using it at work on my desk and i can tell you that um my company is is not going to buy a, <laughs> a sound card or anything nice so it actually it's like wow it's actually pretty nice to sit at your desk at work listening to things on youtube that you might enjoy you enjoy more with 3d well, and somebody uh, earlier was asking, like, why would I want this over uh, an actual speaker setup? And I'll say, funny enough, I this weekend I was playing some uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 on my PS4. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, cowboy game. But uh, the... I, I found myself plugging this in and I was like, yeah, I could listen to it through the sound I have in here, mm-hmm. but when I plug it in, I get to crank it as loud as I want or as quiet as I want. You have more control, you know, if, and I don't have to d- disturb my wife, like working in the other room or something. Uh, like I, I feel like there, there's more factors to take into, Hey, you know what? I'm just going to plug it in. I'm going to listen to it the way I like to listen to it and not have to worry about anything else. So in a lot of ways, I've, I've actually been f- finding myself preferring like this over over speakers really uh yeah just just because i can kind of fine-tune it the, the way i want to so yeah i mean for i think for a lot of people position over you know surround sound over speakers is going to be most effective for everybody but you know it's so rare for anybody to use a full 5.1 or 7.1 setup for for gaming these days yeah right i mean especially especially at the pc i mean you know if if anyone has it, it's at least for like the the TV or the living room, right? Kind of set up. So yeah, so you know, here's... actually, it's funny because I've actually been thinking about getting a five point one setup actually for my office because I have the room for it. And reading this review of yours, I'm kind of on the fence now whether or not I should just buy this hundred and fifty dollar dongle and use my existing headphones because it sounds like it does a pretty all right job. I you, I listen to YouTube, I listen to Spotify, and I play video games. And listen, you guys talk. It sounds like that's this might actually be a better option for me. Right. As long as you're running analog. So this is USB audio. It's a USB audio class device, and it's 3.5 millimeter. As long as you have analog out, it'll work. I got some Sennheisers. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you have a decent pair of headphones. And I will say, I think definitely the quality of the headphones mattered. I tried a couple of gaming headsets that I have here, and it's just like, oh, my God, they were just not. They were... I, it definitely did not 
<laughs> make a bad set of uh, headphones sound better, right? <laughs> no, it's, just, it's definitely not. Do you even get gaming headsets that's just over 3.5 these yeah. days? You oh, yeah. Can. Oh, you yeah, yeah. Can. Hay- Hayden still brings them in. <laughs> And they're really just like, yeah, I mean, they found, they sound, and then one thing, the funny thing about audio is I find you don't have the same memory you do for audio the way you do for an image. So if you look at a picture, well, except for Battlefield, but I mean, there's like, if you look at uh, something ray traced or whatever, or something at super high res and just beautiful textures, and then you look at a low, low texture version or highly compressed and you're like, oh. <laughs> but for audio, it really you really almost have to A B everything and then You know, but even beyond that, like I mean I've I've done a lot of those demos with my wife and I mean she's you know, I love her and she but she's not super technical. Like uh, sometimes I, I show her things that I'm super excited about and I'm like, check this out and she's like, I don't really see a difference. I'm I'm glad you're happy about it. <laughs> but when I when I showed her this, uh the thing for her, you know, and, and we talked with Ryan too, some people some people feel claustrophobic or, you know, get get a sense of like like weirdness like with wearing headphones uh you know because the sound is literally right by your ears but when she put it on it spatialized it out away from her ears in a way where she was like oh i'm I'm not scared to wear headphones and, and listen to this stuff you know so that i mean that's another thing that that you don't even need a b testing there like yeah. you know like she she's not super technical and she still picked up on the fact like oh wow i i don't feel like it's it's right against my head anymore and and she really liked that yeah um and somebody else was asking uh the the difference between the closed back open back in ear over ear on ear headphones uh i'll say for for the kind of work I do, I typically like over the ear open back, uh, which allows uh, more of the the sound around you to to be mixed in with what you're hearing, uh, and that's actually how I liked the Super X Five the best too, uh, just because like it felt like it was when it's spatializing speakers in the space with you. And you can also hear the rest of the space around you like you, you would if you were just sitting listening to a 5.1 setup. That's how I liked it. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's it's definitely a preference thing. I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of, like, in-ear anyway. Uh, but that's, you know, maybe I'm sensitive to my hearing. So, yeah. Uh, but what, what, what were you, did, what did you like? Did you have a preference? Uh, I actually, gosh, it sort of depended on the content almost. So I used, you know, uh, over-ear you know, closed and then closed back. And I also use in-ear. So it's sort of, I, I would say it depending on the song. I mean, that's one of the things about the super X Fi is I, I think most people, most people are going to go, yeah, this was a solid investment, but there's going to be people that are like, eh, I don't, I don't like it, you know? And I, I think that's, and it, it seemed to change from song to song, you know, yeah. how it processed it. Yeah. You know, I I think the the funny thing is it, it is, it sounds like we would say audiophile kind of like, but it's not really necessarily when you say it. it's it's more trying to make audio better for the average person rather than that seems like an app description from everything you said so yeah. far. I, I I would say that on top of recreating an experience of listening to a stereo rather than listening on headphones. Sure, you physically have headphones on, but the idea is that it sounds like it's coming out from a stereo. Yeah. Uh, you know, a 5.1 stereo, a, you know, a stereo setup, whatever, you know. But, uh, you know, so here's the funny thing, Adam. Like, I, I, I love it. I actually carry this Super X5 with, you know, a set of in-ear earbuds with me. But I don't use them when I go anywhere because it's a pain, you know. I mm. even though I really enjoy it, I think it sounds better. 
you know, Bluetooth wireless is actually so convenient that like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm not going to break out this thing, plug it into my phone and run yep. this wire through my jacket. I mean, the same thing for me for like, yeah, when I'm commuting, I'm listening to podcasts, you know, and, and I don't get that ear fatigue anyway. So, you know, yeah, I'm fond of the two. R- really, that, that's why I think for a, like a PC gamer, like, you know, you, you can put this on your laptop, you can put it on your desktop, you know, it, it stays at home. Or if you want to take it with you at a LAN party, whatever, you know, uh, you know, it, it's portable when you need it. But I, yeah, I wouldn't use it for like music and podcast stuff. That's, that's just me. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to actually try it with just simply running it full-time for gaming because I always go back to my sound card. It's just something about having a USB. It just seems weird to to run a USB audio device, but I guess it does make a lot of sense. Well, you know? uh, well yeah, I mean, there's they're still, the, you know, even when we were at CES and we were talking with Ryan about the new Super XY Theater, which is essentially taking this and putting it in a, a little theater box of up to four people and everyone has their own low-latency headphones, it's still... My first reaction is, ah, I'd still rather plug it in and run my wired headphones, uh, but yeah, I know that's not the point of, of this. So, you know, it's, it's you know, there's still that stigma around it. So it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I totally get that. Um, <coughs> so, yeah. Anyway, Super XY, we love it. What We give it a, a 4.5 out of 5. We give it a yeah. edit, Editor's Choice Award. I mean, for me, like I said, I, I can't. I can't game without it at this point. I, really? Yeah. Huh. So, okay. You know. Well, see, I, I, and I have to admit what I do because I can't, I don't run both earphones on when I play games because somebody may, if, well, if, if I'm home alone, yes, but usually I'm at home. There's somebody else in the, in the house. And if you run both earphones when you play games, then you're going to get yelled at or I always is, do this. Yeah, I do the two, right? You run it off. A well, that, like that, that. That, that's why you have open back. That's yeah, why you do see, open I back. don't have a. Yeah. I mean, but you know, I, it's pretty rare to find open back gaming. Yeah, oh, yeah. For gaming? Oh, yeah, definitely. So yeah. that actually would be nice. I was thinking there should be, I should create a device because what I do is sometimes I'll play a game and I wear both. And then usually I'll get, I'll get yelled at or you get you get the crap scared at you. You ever that happens? <laughs> you're like into it and then you get touched. Someone suddenly. taps on your shoulder. And you're yeah. like, what? And you just, you do the full freak out. <laughs> and they're like, I knocked like five times. And like, but there's explosions and screaming monsters. I know, right? I, I, know. I know. And then they get, they get angry because of why you didn't call me the last five times. Like, can't you see I'm wearing headphones? There should be somebody needs to invent a gaming device that just, they press it. In the room, and then the light lights up in your monitor, so you just know, like, you just know, like, a light. It's like, oh, then, then you know somebody is standing there, and your, you know, wife, husband, girlfriend, boyfriend, or kids are not just going to scare the crap out of you by tapping on your shoulder in a game. Could you imagine playing, like, that Alien Covenant game or whatever the weather? Holy smokes, isolation. that would just... Isolation? Holy... Yeah, that would just... <laughs> that's a good device i, like I can that. only play that game for like 20 minutes as is if someone tapped me on the shoulder in the middle of it i would poop out my <laughs> spine yeah <laughs> uh, okay i have a uh, unrelated question uh so are you guys planning on checking out the evga new audio thing it's not really related to this but they're a new entry in the sound system well, yeah we definitely want to review it i think the issue is other hardware but yeah, yeah. definitely i'm i'm interested because you know, I want to give it attention. Honestly, I still never formally reviewed the AE5. Mm-hmm. And now they have the AE9. The AE9, but I mean, AE5 is for gamers. But I, I just, it's nice to see that there are companies that care about PC audio again. So, mm-hmm. 
It definitely seems to be enjoying a resurgence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll say I, I plugged it into my system at work uh, just to see how it, you know it works for my professional applications, and I've already ran into one software bug where uh, you can't change the headphone independently from the the speaker outs. <laughs> so if you change the volume in the system level, it changes the uh, the. It, it defaults to the actual speakers, oh. uh, which then control the headphones. So you could have the headphones at 100%, but if the, the speakers are at zero, you don't get anything. So as you go up on the speakers, it also affects the headphones. So huh. like I can't control those. Into, usually it's like a toggle. Like Creative is usually, hey, output on Windows, uh, you either get you know the headphone output or the, the speaker output. Here it's just one output. And unfortunately, there's not a way to... So right now, like, if I just want to listen to headphones, I have to turn my speakers off because uh, they're powered speakers. Uh, so then I can just get the headphones. But yeah, I mean, that's a software thing. Once again, I think it shows, like, they're new to the space. So they have a lot to figure yeah. out. I mean, it's it, the software is very basic, very basic at this point. So. Yeah. You're talking about the EVGA card? Yeah, the new new audio. Yeah. yeah. I You know, I kind of wish, and I don't think I've ever seen that, you could address speakers and headphones separately, the volume levels. I don't think usually they break it out, right? Well, yeah, usually you break it up in Windows. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Uh, You'd be nice from within their control panel because a lot of people do run speakers. If you could just mute the speakers and then run your headphone amp. <laughs> well, that's what I thought, too, because you can mute. So if, yeah. if, if you mute the headphones... It doesn't affect the speakers, but if you mute the speakers, it meets the headphones. Um, so the the headphones are tied for some reason just to the output, uh, and so like I said, the only way I've been able to figure out is just turn off my powered speakers, and then I just have headphones. So, but the, yeah. that's annoying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially it, in a in a environment here where. You know, I want to be able to listen to speakers to show people stuff, but obviously if I'm editing a bunch of Gordon, people don't want to hear him over yeah, and over again. Nobody does. Nobody so. wants to hear that guy. <laughs> nobody. Anyway, audio, it's always good to talk about it, uh, and we love it. So yes, we'll, we'll, and it makes all games look better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh anyways uh let's let's move on to the q a section because we haven't done a proper q a section in a while uh i have a couple questions already lined up but if you want a question in the youtube uh, or twitch or wherever chat uh add it at pc world so i, I can see it uh, easier but uh yeah this can be questions about anything ces the holidays you know any, ask anything, us anything any yeah ask us anything. so uh the first one it comes in from richard uh he says uh, do you think the new razor blade 15 is worth getting i'm thinking about it but i heard about how they break easily and thermal fan problems you know i i can't say anything in my experience to breaking easily because we don't try to break laptops. Um, we try not to. Yeah, we because they all go back to the vendors and they go like, hey, you broke our laptop. That's not cool. <laughs> so I, I know that definitely I really sort of think with Razer, it is a different level of OEM or ODM, if you want to call it that. You, when you get to Dell, HPA, Alienware, all the big folks that do their own designs and they have huge engineering teams, Versus Razer, who is a lot smaller. They don't have the engineering resources of Dell, HP, and uh, Alienware at all. MSI, Asus. It's going to be different. So uh, I think there are, it's a little bit, I, I mean, I wouldn't call it an English car, but it definitely is going to be, you are buying into a, a smaller support system. So I know that with the Razer Blade 15, there were reported issues on Amazon. I asked them, they said, 
they didn't see it, but I will say people were saying with the original, this last version, Razor 15, Razor Blade 15, people were saying, hey, the, the power, my power brick blew up and I, it was under warranty, but I couldn't get one for like two months because they were just so hard mm. to get. So those are the kind makes, of things you're going to get, right? That makes sense because even if you think about it, like Razer makes super customized, super specialized laptops. Like these are done. Like if you look at boutique builders, like say Origin, they tend to use, yes, they make their own, but they tend to use like Clevo cases, right. which there's a greater supply of and stuff. So Razer's supply chain is probably much smaller for these parts than they yeah. elsewhere. Yeah, because they are very much designing their own laptops and then having them made, which is a huge undertaking. And mm -hmm. it's a lot easier if you're using an off-the-shelf ODM design from Compal, Sager, etc. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I have not heard that they break easily. I will say, yeah, it's always tough because they, you know, to put the amount of graphics they put into them uh, and the CPU, it was, a lot of, it was a lot of hardware to try to cool in a small laptop like that. And I think that whole, you know, they went with that vapor chamber design and that last one. I don't think that really played out. And I know one of their competitors was throwing shade at them because they said, yeah, that vapor chamber thing didn't work, did it? You know, <laughs> so... Again, things that we hear all the time that we don't report on. Yeah, but it's always fun. Uh -huh. yeah. Which, no. uh, in general, in general, though, I think that if reliability and repairability are concerns, you're usually better off going with the bigger guys for all the reasons Gordon just said. Yeah, just everything. Supply chain, parts availability, those things really matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on that same uh, tip, uh, Peter asked earlier when we were talking about leaks, um, here, uh, what leaks did you get in the past, which turned out to be true, but it didn't happen due to changed plans or some technical problem? Can we even talk about things like that? We can't even talk about them. Yeah. So there's things we can't talk about now that we know we've been told because we're under, you know, our, you know, nerds embargo not to, yeah. to break the, uh, the secret. Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, I wouldn't mind talking about leaks that I've heard about in the past and didn't happen because of different things, but my concern would be burning the people who told me the information because I don't have it at the top of mind. So I try not to talk about stuff like that too much. And is it a leak? I mean, is it really a leak? Because it, it is real information based on what they know. Yeah, it's not a leak. It's not so. A there's things we have to not talk about, so unfortunately. Yeah. It is it is very rare that we are truly surprised by a product launch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a, a little out of left field, but I, I didn't know if maybe uh, Ian's had some uh, ideas about this. Uh, pros and cons of using a VPN. Uh, the pros are you can use public Wi-Fi without worrying about it. Uh, I mean, you have, depending what you're using it for, you could use it to access content that's only available in other countries. Uh, it's just more secure in general, et cetera, et cetera. Comcast won't even know what you're looking at. Um, but on the flip side, it's not the magic bullet that some people think it is because the sites that you visit will still know, like if you sign into Facebook and going through a VPN, Facebook is still going to know that it's you because you're signed into your account. And the VPN company itself, uh, knows what you're doing, obviously, right? right? So it's going through their servers. They can still keep track of you. Um, the better VPN companies out there have policies in place to say, hey, we get rid of this, et cetera, et cetera. We don't track any of it. Uh, 
but you can't be guaranteed of it. So there's pluses and minuses there. But in general, if you just look like if you're dealing with sensitive data ever and you have a VPN that you can trust and you go out and travel a lot and using Wi-Fi and stuff, that makes it a whole lot less susceptible to someone else picking up on it. Uh, and don't don't we actually have a um, we have a VPN hub uh, on our website, don't we? Yeah, we, we do. do. Yeah, by Ian Paul. I'm going to put that uh, in the link. What do you run? Do you run uh, anything, Brad? Any particular favorite? I run when I need to. IDG Super Secret Custom VPN. Ooh, oh boy, that's <laughs> the company. Everything we've come to expect of years of. Uh... <laughs> so I actually run Nord. I'm a big fan of Nord. It's pretty cheap. You know, they have a no no log policy, supposedly. I don't know if that really matters if they get hit by a subpoena, but um, I pretty good. Uh, I would say the cons are performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two, somebody said that. Yeah. Um, yes. Number two is obviously uh, you got to pay for it. And then three, they can be flaky. Like, especially if you're running it on a laptop, you go in and out of hibernation and sleep all the time. VPN, you know, half the time, it doesn't work after you come out of hibernation, and it just screws you up. So. Mm. And free VPNs always track you and sell your data in aggregate. If you're just using it to look at, you know, risque sites while somewhere you're not supposed to, whatever, who cares? But don't put truly personal data through in a a free VPN service. Yeah. Uh, All right. We we have a lot of nice... uh... Questions still coming in. Uh, those who slay together stay together. Uh, Radeon 7, can we expect reviews at launch or before? I'd like to know ahead of time, but I imagine there will be an embargo. Uh, yeah, I would imagine there would be an embargo, and I would imagine it would be relatively close to the launch. Yeah. I don't think they've, they've, I don't think they've changed their minds. It's been pretty normal for everybody. The, yeah, the ship day, I think, is uh, the 7th of February, is I think the, the day that they said for for it to hit the streets and traditionally with graphics cards just speaking of graphics cards in the past uh it's been either on or very close to street launch time and when did they say the launch was february i forget february 7th i think okay so it's not that which would make sense because it's the radeon 7 so i'm gonna go with (laughs) february 7th uh that's funny uh rm is asking what's the best 1080p video card right now brad uh, depends on what frame rate you're, you're looking to do, but assuming you have a 60 hertz monitor, uh, like we were talking about earlier, I would be all over one of those super cheap Radeon RX 580s right now. What about for higher, 144 or 240? Ooh, those are two very different needs. Uh, <laughs> I'm a pro gamer, Brad. Pro <laughs> gamer. He's got to have the, the 2060. Nikes. The RTX 2060 is pretty decent at ultra high refresh rates. It won't quite hit 144 hertz you can always go up basically with graphics cards to jib those ultra fast refresh rates but the 2060 is pretty decent at high refresh 20 1080p resolution okay but not 240 we're talking about 140s so yeah, you really want you are a real pro gamer you really need to step up you, yeah okay. yep that's how it always is how it always will be all right um Victorian, uh, why are there no 1440p 240 hertz monitors? Nobody's made them yet. <laughs> Those yeah. are. Is there a technical lim- limitation or something? Probably. Um, the horsepower. Like, we're talking now about how much horsepower it would take to. Like, you need a very high end card to try to come anywhere near 240 hertz. 
uh, even at 1080p. If you crank that up to 1440p, it's even more so. So I think the potential market for that would actually, like, the people who want it really want it, but the actual potential market for it, I think, would be very small. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's why you don't see those so much. 240 hertz monitors are still fairly new, too. Like, they've only been out for a couple years, few years. They're a niche market, so. Yeah, I don't even know who's making all those 240, 240 hertz panels that were used in those. But typically, you know, I'm not a panel monitor nerd, but typically, you know, AU or Sharp or whoever comes up and they says, hey, we can do 240 at XX resolution. They do it, and then suddenly everybody has it in their laptops and monitors. So Yep. And then the crazy thing is... <laughs> Will people market beyond that, right? 240, in it, on the face of it, 240 seems insane, right? Unless you really you really are a pro gamer. I mean, really. But I could, could I you see the next step? Like, hey, we're we're doing 300 and 500. I mean, is the it problem just like is a market? It's so small. Like, yeah. if you're able to get a video card that feeds it at those speeds, like, you can see a difference between 240 and 144 hertz if you're paying real close attention and you use them for a little bit. But it's much smaller than the gap between 60 frames per second and 120 because, yeah. like, the millisecond frame times are much, much smaller. So going beyond 240, I don't, like, like we're talking, it's hard to even get 1440p monitors at 240. Going beyond 240, like, you'd be real hard-pressed to tell the difference. But that doesn't stop people from marketing it. <laughs> like, <laughs> how sure. many DPI on your mouse? 8K. <laughs> right? I don't know what they're even up to now. What are they up to, like, 20,000 DPI on a mouse? It's like, yeah, six digits at least. I, I, but, I you read know, they... mine. It's funny. We were just doing a thing the other day. Uh, apparently, most desktop mice run at 800 DPI. That sounds about right. I run mine at nine thousand, and I cannot imagine what nine thousand. <laughs> Dude, you're so elite. I have no idea. <laughs> Do you really? And that's only I, like halfway up the scale for this. What? But yeah, dang. I was just che- I was just turning my mouse resolution down yesterday. Oh, I'm not oh. even making that up. I'm like, I was mine's like, like twenty four hundred. I think. Really? Yeah. After After I was doing that, because I was editing a piece from Ian, and I'm like. I wonder how fast the normal one is. So I looked into all that. I'm like, 800. So I started cranking mine down. I have a Razer Death Adder down to 4,000. I'm like, how does anybody do this? You get down to like 1,000. It's just like, oh, my. Like, it took me like a minute to go from one end of the screen to the other. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, that's crazy. I, I try to get a lot. Of <laughs> I, I'm not. See, I yeah, was, that's how Brad gets so much work done. Now I know. Dang it. He's, eight, he's a productivity master. Dang. See? And like, Brad thinks it makes him better. I mean, well, it's it just does. Like, hey, you know what? Yeah, I need a I need a five hundred uh, hertz panel. That's that's, that's just awesome. to make me a better gamer. I I I, I literally turned it down at fifteen hundred. I switched back from that uh, the Ooh. Corsair Dark Core SE. Uh-huh. This was not the mouse pad and the the feel of it was not working for my head. I actually uh-huh. went back to an older Corsair. I think an M sixty five or something. It makes a difference. It really makes a difference. Hand so, feel. How, I mean, that's the most important thing. And then I cranked it from 2,000 DPI down to 1,500 DPI because I, I was too lazy to go into the Windows control <laughs> panel and mess with that. <laughs> so uh, we got a couple CPU-related questions for you, Gordon. Yep. Uh, Marizas Nowak says, where's Intel i5-9400? Where is it? Where is I it? don't know. You mean like... Do you uh, have one? I do not actually have one. Honestly. He I've left it so, on his desk, yeah. I've been so busy with everything else. Are we even like... I don't even know if that's even out, you know. Honestly, I, I've not paid attention to it. So, 
Okay. Uh, well, what about this oh, one? Oh, the F. The F part? I don't know. It didn't say F, no. Who knows? Uh, Frank R. says, uh, when can we expect mobile 45-watt 9th gen uh, parts from Intel? Mobile 45-watt 9th gen parts. I don't know. Next year, I would think, because you're, I mean... This year, you mean, right? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I guess it's possible. Who knows where it's going to go? I mean, what? I'm, I'm curious to oh, see if we're they talking skip about Because they're talking 9th gen. Because right now it's the 8750H, whereas desktop's on 9000. I'm yeah. curious to see if they skip 9000 in laptops and just jump ahead to Sunny Cove or whatever towards the end of the year. Yeah, that's because I kind of think they'll just go to 10th. I mean, I don't think you're they're going to get a... I mean, who knows, though, right? Because who really thought the 8750H would be the fantastic CPU that it is because it's 45-watt 6-cores. Are they really going to get an 8-core down at 45-watt TDP? Of course, they're not really 45-watt TDP. But yeah. It's, <laughs> it's I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, honestly, I, I don't have much insight into that. I do, I, you know, there have been rumors of some parts coming out. I, it's 8750H was pretty late last year, wasn't it? Wasn't it like summer? That those the mobile gaming ones came out. Mm, yeah, because they did the intro in the like the first quarter of the year, and they kind of rolled in a couple months later. So, <laughs> and then I all the excitement was, was around the i nine, which, but you know the eighty seven fifty H was a fantastic CPU. So, mm-hmm. been around. Is there going to be a ninth gen version? Are they really going to up the core count on that? I mean, I guess. It depends on how they feel they have to react to AMD. But I wish we had this question on the. Uh predictions episode because i'm going to predict there's no ninth i'm not going to formally predict i'm not eating paper <laughs> but i don't think there's going to be a ninth gen i wouldn't be surprised if it goes straight to sunny cove in the fall i'm just trying to think of because i'm trying to factor in what is there is something coming i can tell you that so i can't tell you anything else i'm trying to like get everything kind of like lined up in my brain okay there will be a part later this year is what i can tell you <laughs> Cool. There will Perfect. be something. Surprise. There Surprise. will be something sooner rather than later in laptops. <laughs> that is, I think it will be an H part that is coming out. That's going to be called Pirate Crove, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. I no, but uh, if oh, I, you I heard do... it here first, you heard it here first. Intel will launch a sweep CPU this hey, year. I, I didn't say it. I, I just found a leak from Acorn Electron on YouTube. No, I'm just trying to remember which because I, you know, again, this gets into that whole, you know, we talk with people. <laughs> Um, there was, I think there is something anticipated for sooner-ish, but we're not talking like, we're not talking Sunny Cove. It'll, it'll be the iteration. So what that'll be, I don't know, but there will be something. It sounds like, uh, Anthony says, uh, Cove Lake. There we go. That's the next one. <laughs> is that it? I forget which one it <laughs> no, is. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that, that would just be funny. Cove Lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, um, yeah, uh, Blue Kids asking, uh, what game do you think would work great with RTX tech? Personally, I think Mirror's Edge with real-time reflections would be great. That would be great. Ever since I tried the Battlefield demo at Gamescom when they announced RTX, and it's not the the game that we ended up doing. It was just you wandering through the level in the initial trailer, looking at all the reflections, bouncing off the windows, etc., etc., Uh, hearing about all the real-time, you know, lighting and shadows and et cetera that's possible. The second that I touched it, I really want a Thief game with RTX technology. Mm. I'm really intrigued to see how Metro Exodus does next month, I guess, because uh, that's also going to have it. Mm. But I would love a good stealth game with RTX technology in it. Yeah, I can dig it. 
Yeah, I can see that. World of Warships too. Gordon? I do wonder, like, what? Uh, yeah, I, I wonder what. I wonder how hard it is to maintain both lighting engines in a game. Like the development yeah. behind both lighting engines. At one point, you know, you got to figure they're going to go all in, but even then, they're going to have to support the bulk of the market, which is on the older lighting engines. So mm-hmm. they have to do both. Yep. It's, it just feels like it's going to be a long time before we get a full, you know, everything in game. Yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, let's go with Deus Ex. I want a new Deus Ex game. They said the sequel to Mankind Divided was canceled. Bring it back with Ray Trace and they'll be happy. Nice. Uh, here's a good question. It's a little long, so hold it with me. Uh, Zero Cool asked, uh, can you guys do NVIDIA AMD driver software? How do you guys set up the driver software uh, for your testing uh, you know, the, the, your whole testing me- methodology. In a sense, I was wondering if all you guys use default driver settings for all benchmarks or custom, uh, depending uh, on the game, and ha- how does that affect the perf- final performance? Um, so basically, I wipe out the old drivers completely, both by uninstalling them and also using DDU, I believe it's called, the tool. Uh, direct driver uninstaller, I think it's called... Uh, which is an excellent tool. Uh, you should use it if you know you have driver weirdness at any point. Um, and I go in, and if you go in the control panels, uh, sometimes they can enable weird proprietary technologies, like NVIDIA has a couple of them, and I disable all those. Uh, and then I have set settings that I run each game in. I don't use the defaults, because some games will read your hardware and try to pick defaults. I basically... this. CPU generation, I started, I built a new system and a new test suite with the RTX technology. Uh, I'm basically testing all at Ultra uh, just to like really hammer it as hard as possible using the same settings, any proprietary stuff like Hairworks or anything like that disabled so it's apples to oranges and test that way so that everything's as comparable as possible. Okay. Yeah, for CPUs, it's I use the same graphics driver and video cards for all of them, so... And I, you know, I, I verified the performance of the cards, so there's, there's, there's no difference between them. They're actually, I think, almost serialized, too, for the 31080s that I use. And unlike, uh, what was it, uh, the Intel third-party benchmarking company that got into so much trouble over... Principal its, Tech, yeah. Principal Tech. Uh, uh, we don't use a bunch of different machines to test graphics cards, even though that would actually save me a lot of time and trouble. We use a single system so that it's always everything in the system is the exact same from software to hardware, except for the graphics card and driver being swapped out. Yeah, and th- that only gets updated every once in a while. Like that like, gets yeah. it gets updated whenever I run a GPU review. Uh, it gets updated with the latest drivers, and I rerun tests on the comparable cards as well to see if there's any change because drivers can make a big difference, particularly if you're testing a newer game. And if there is a noticeable change, then I'll rerun benchmarks on the comparable cards too. So a graphics card that review that you see, like the Radeon RX 590 just came out. You might think, oh, wow, he had to run all those tests on the Radeon RX 590, but I actually had to benchmark like five different cards in order to make that one graphics card review. It's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah it's a pain with CPU. And with CPUs, it's a pain too because of Windows 10. You really have to keep rolling, re-rolling everything. In the old days, and I mean, real, I really do mean the old days. Nothing would really change, so you could you could recycle benchmarks. But now, these days with Windows, you have to basically 
build up new machines, you know, re-image everything all over again, reinstall and build several different machines all at once to compare from the ground up for the most part, for most of the benchmarks, to be fair. Okay. Hopefully that answers the question. Yeah. Looks like some good insight. Um, a couple questions, and then uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, Robert Cox uh, over on YouTube asked, are AMD and NVIDIA intentionally holding back product and announcements to try to get a PR win? If so, how much does this negativity affect the consumer? Great question. Uh, I don't think so. I think that the RTX generation was delayed because of the mining situation. But I don't think that's necessarily to hold anything back to hurt anybody, if that happens to even be the case. It's just, you know, reacting to the market. I mean, these are expensive pieces of luxury hardware selling for relatively expensive things. And I don't think anybody's holding anything back to try to hurt anybody. In an ideal world, all these companies would want their stuff out right now and people buying it right now. So, Yeah, and I, I think it's, it's not like they're sitting on secret Area 51 technology that they could release at any time. I, I do think it's based on the reality of the situation where people are not going to pay 2000 or $3,000 for a graphics card, so they, they can't make that. If you can't make it and sell it, then you have to make the compromised product, and then you have to consider... What your competitors are doing, what your competitors are going to do, because ultimately they are technology companies and they are also companies there to make a profit. They can make the coolest thing ever that everybody will respect and love and then no one will buy and that doesn't help anybody because they go out of business. So they got it. They have to make what's best for them to continue forward to exist. And uh, they're, they, they are... They are not there to serve us necessarily. They are there to serve their their investors. But this great side effect is we get awesome hardware when they do it. So I think it's those conspiracy theories of them sitting on stuff is is uh, it's not really well deserved. There's yeah, reasons I... why, there's reasons why it doesn't get introduced. So mm-hmm. okay. they may Any, have anytime something. a product's canceled, there's a reason for it, right? I mean, all the, I'm sure both of them, all three of them, Intel have canceled plenty of things. We know that. And um, the reality is it probably would have failed, and they probably knew it. So why bother? <laughs> and it costs so much money to plan and design and set up at a fabrication facility, these GPUs and CPUs, that to make the call not to ship something is actually very financially painful. So ideally, they want to ship everything. Yeah, but yeah, there is no Indiana Jones warehouse full of just <laughs> boxes and boxes of these graphics cards and CPUs are waiting to ship. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, There's one last question that kind of came in that I was kind of interested in, if we got a minute. Uh, yeah. Why do GPUs cost more than CPUs? They're bigger. <laughs> they, have a lot more, they have a lot more stuff on them. Uh, the CPU, basically, if you buy a desktop CPU... You're buying the CPU, right? The die. You're not buying the motherboard. You're not buying the memory. You're not buying all this. A graphics card is its own self-contained piece of hardware that has all te- that technology and cooling and all that stuff built into it. So there's just a lot more there. Yeah. And, of course, if you are asking if <laughs> – I, I would disagree that CPUs are always cheaper than GPUs because yeah. I can sell you a Xeon that will certainly cost more than the most expensive GeForce card, right? <laughs> That's true. Easily. <laughs> uh, and uh, you also look at the 
profit margins of the companies. Intel makes a pretty penny on their CPUs. So, cool. All right, uh, last question: Super Bowl predictions. Go, Brad. Patriots. <laughs> how, do I know, how do I know you're going to say I say that? this from wonderful New England where it's rained ice for two days and felt like negative 25 yesterday. We can <laughs> do that. We can live through the Rams. I am, I am not a Patriots fan. Look up Oakland Raiders, Patriots, Snow Job, and you will understand why <laughs> forever in my heart. I will never. I have a story behind that game. That was such a community building event. I'm not going to go into it. It's long, but it's great. I remember that game, too. <laughs> I, I will never in my heart ever, ever in my entire life root for the Patriots to ever win any game on the planet at any time in history. At the same time, last week, Adam can. can he can verify this. I predicted uh-huh. the Patriots would win because you're talking Tom Brady yep, here. Yep. I said they're going to win. Andy and, Reed. and I think what's going to happen, and the best thing is the Patriots are going to win, and the best thing about that is I don't have to go to the Super Bowl party because I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to go do something else. For me, you know, as a Patriots fan, I'm actually a Bucks fan. I grew up in Tampa, but I, I've lived over half my life in New England. They're my AFC team. Um, the first Super Bowl of the Belichick Brady era that they won was against the Rams back when it was, you know, the highest scoring show was on that earth. The, the video cam era, I think. Was that <laughs> what video that was camera right, did they right use to? That. that was right <laughs> before that. No, no, that was it. Remember the hand, hand crank camera? They, re, they you know, actually yeah. recorded the walkthrough <laughs> of the uh, the Rams and the. Regard, regardless, uh, that was the first Super Bowl that they won versus the Rams, right? So if the Patriots can. Beat the Rams yet again, you know. Then they full quit. Circle. Tom Brady can retire. Rob Gronkowski can retire. You know. Why would Tom Brady need to retire, Brad? I mean, the person, that dude's looking a little rough this year, man. He's still making he's so still much money. Right. He's looking a little rough. He's like, I, look, I know you're used to Derek Carr. I mean, you don't have very high standards. Look, but the dude's looking a little you rough. just brought up the Buccaneers. <laughs> like, so the Raiders are just the perpetual Charlie Brown of the league. <laughs> Only the Raiders would get to the Super Bowl. To play their former coach, who went to, they <laughs> traded to the Bucks, and then not change a damn play. Only That's, the Raiders would no. do that. I actually have a giant wall-sized mural that my wife made me after the Super Bowl thing, hanging up in my living room. I'm never going to root for the Patriots. Never. I don't care. But I will. I'm not going to be a hater. I'm going to tell the truth. The Patriots going to win. And you know what? People need to just like they're better, and they might have cheated to get there, maybe, but. At the same time, Warriors going to win too. I can already call it now. This is like this is like the easiest NBA season ever. Warriors going to win. Adam, uh, uh, I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I, I just, I don't like the Patriots, but I was rooting for the Saints because uh, I, I like Breeze. I, I, I thought, I thought it'd be fun got, to have Breeze get it. They got robbed. Yeah, that was a real bad call in that one. Yeah, but you know, I grew up a Browns fan, so you know, whatever. Ooh, My life sucks. Like condolences. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I will never understand or taste that sweet victory. So either way, you know. <laughs> so you are you're calling it for the Patriots as well? Yeah, I mean, come on, like especially especially after a couple years were, ago, you know. The Rams were actually my pick. Like when people ask me in the preseason, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl this year? With all the free agents to load up on, I'm like, it's got to be the Rams. But now that's the Patriots they're playing, I'm like. Yeah, I mean, it'll go be a good game. It's going to be a good yeah. game, and you know, I and again, I don't, I don't know this because I went to go do something else. I didn't go to the Super Bowl party, but last year, 
didn't do it, right? And it was like, really? You're going to lose to this this quarterback who really doesn't deserve to be in the Super Bowl? And they did it. They lost, right? So could all happen again. Could all happen again. However, not to be too stereotypical of a New England fan, but I will point out that the Red Sox recently proved that it's not too difficult to beat L.A. So, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know. That's that's see, not a, seems like most people uh, in the chat either say they're for the Rams or that American football sucks. Oh, <laughs> I you know you <laughs> I heard some I, I really get out saying you know what the the Chiefs really just did not they they just t- they couldn't do it their defense wasn't up to it and I I think you're saying the Rams defense their physicality is going to be a big problem for Brady they couldn't pressure Brady that much you know so yeah. mm-hmm. we'll see but you know I. You know what? Having rooted against Brady so long, I understand that we're probably going to be wrong again. So. Yeah, of course. I'm still. Yeah. I mean, really, our our only hope is for for yeah all of them to retire, you know, and go away. Yeah, yeah. And it could happen if they beat the Rams. So yeah. you should all be voting for the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not voting for it. I'm just saying. Yeah, that that would be my my bet is is the Patriots. I'm not saying I'm I want them to win, but it is Tom Brady. So. All right, let's depressing. Uh, take us out of here, yeah, Gordon, so we can go watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, I yeah. Check back next week for your fix up PC talk on the Full Nerd for audio listeners. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Oh, where are my notes? Send questions and comments to the full. Uh, yeah, here we go. The Full Nerd at PCWorld.com. It's the end of the day, folks. It's actually the start <laughs> yes. of a week, long <laughs> yeah. week. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. I'm going to go talk to secret people about secret things. Oh. Oh. Spoiler. I'm expecting secret hardware and Adam Patrick Murray. Go Pats. Turn us off. Go ahead. Shark win. Yay.